Section 3. Building a Community, Part 2. Image 13. Philwood Swimming Baths opened in 1962. Colour photo, 1960s tint. Large building with a distinct curved roof. Shot at an angle. On the ends of the building are curved windows at the top and three panels of concrete with slit windows in coming down the middle side of the building. Windows below these panels and brick either side of the concrete. Brick on the side of the building and high windows. Grass in front, fenced in with a black fence and an empty road in the foreground. Philwood swimming baths were the first public baths to be built in Bristol after the Second World War. The building was large enough to host international events, accommodating up to 500 bathers and 450 spectators. The swimming baths were demolished in 2005. I mostly spent my leisure time at Philwood Swimming Pool from about the age of 10. We used to go about five times a week and stay in there as long as we could get away with. I have lots of work memories from Philwood Swimming Pool. I got my first job there when I worked while at college. I have memories of Saturday and school holiday fun swims when all the local kids would turn up in droves and us lifeguards would have fun with them, squirting them with hose pipes and trying to knock them off the floats with the water. It was good fun for everyone. Jane Cogan, former Norwest resident. Image 13B, interior of Philwood swimming baths. Black and white photo. Inside the swimming pool with a curved roof, shot on a diagonal angle. Covered fluorescent strip lights on the ceiling, reflecting into the pool creating squares of light. The wall with concrete slit windows is at the end of the pool and far end of the photo, letting in light. Diving board in front of the back wall. Long raised audience seating area to the right. Very clean and empty, no people. Impressive architecture. Image 14. Interior of Philwood Library, built in the early 1960s. Even though plans from the 1930s for the estate included a library, this wasn't actually built until the 1960s. Although only open limited hours, the library is still well used and hosts community groups such as the Wednesday Knitting Club. Black and white photo. Interior of a library with a mezzanine and staircase in the centre of the image. Freestanding bookshelves on both levels. 1960s-style chairs with black frame legs, white mesh curved backs and no arms, to the left of the image. Triangular white light shades in groups of three hanging down from thin frames. Other semicircle lights in the ceiling. Bright light from these. Library desk on the lower floor to the left behind stairs. Stylish architecture and very clean. No people. Image 15, Inns Court, built in the 1960s. Black and white image of houses being built. Three houses in the background are half built, walls and window frames in place but no roofs. They have a sloped roof and no windows on the side. The walls are not made of brick. Cars in the middle ground and rubble in the foreground. On the left-hand side, one back wall of a house in place with timber frame exposed and a ladder propped against it. Foundations in front of it. One person on top of this structure seen from behind. During the Second World War, 
Bristol was one of the most heavily bombed cities outside of London. By the end of the war, an unforeseen shortage of housing put the council under enormous pressure to build and provide new housing. Inns Court, built in the 1960s, departed from the Garden City layout. It was developed according to Radburn principles. Named after an American town designed by Clarence Stein and Henry Wright in 1929. Building houses around pedestrianised cul-de-sacs was intended to create closer community bonds. Snowy Ellis owned a fruit and veg shop in Inns Court, but he also had a van that came round the streets. David Martin, born 1950s. Video 3. Caption. Bits and pieces, Norwest TV reports on housing matters, including the building of Inns Court. Intro titles. Women doing a news report to camera, wavy short hair. Film cuts to a picture of man standing outside a non-prototype house with a child. Cuts back to a different female news reporter with longer hair. Cut to an image of Inns Court Church. White 1960s architecture, long thin tower, credits. Norwest TV Over 40 years ago, Norwest had its own TV channel. Bristol Channel was a community cable TV initiative, one of five in the UK authorised in the early 1970s. It was set up by Red Diffusion, at the time the UK's largest cable company and reached 23,000 homes in Bristol via Red Diffusion's cable network in 1973. Between 1973 and 1975, a team of volunteers and staff from Bristol Channel worked with organisations and communities across Bristol to record hundreds of hours of footage. Norwest TV was one of the strands of programming broadcast on Bristol Channel from December 1973 until March 1975 when the channel closed. Local residents were trained to use a portapack, a one-inch portable TV unit, to shoot footage, which was then converted to one-inch standard IVC videotape. Just over 21 hours of local material was produced and 38 hours were transmitted. In 2014, the Norwest TV stock was digitised, as well as being archived by Norwest Media Centre, Copies of digitised footage are held at Bristol Record Office, alongside the paper archive, and are now available on YouTube too. Highlights from the video archive are shared in the exhibition to provide insight into daily life in Norwest. This summary draws on a study of the station and its output written by Peter Lewis, the station manager. End of section 3.